Hey there, lifestyle, clothing optional thrill seekers. Ed and Phoebe here, and we've got a spicy announcement. Brace yourselves for Libertine Events 2024, the ultimate takeover experience, and it's gonna be wild. Find your tribe with Libertine Events, where you have access to private group chats, host-run seminars, and event surprises around every corner. Dive into the sultry world of Miami Vices this May, but hurry quick. It's already 70% sold out. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hang out with hosts like We've Got a Thing, Casual Swingers, Hump Day Quickies, and Expansive Connection, along with the driving force behind the whole event, Wanderlust Swingers. Save the dates in October because Libertine Events is bringing the heat to San Antonio with Senses 2024. We'll be there, as well as Average Swingers, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Casual Swingers, Expansive Connection, DJ Life of Spice, and of course, Wanderlust Swingers. Be sure to use promo code SWINGERU, S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U, when you purchase your tickets to spice up your experience and support Swinger University. Once again, that's promo code SWINGERU. S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U at checkout. Get your tickets by clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting swingeruniversity.com slash libertine. Welcome to Swinger University, your horizontal enrichment program. Offering you the naked facts about swinging. Here are your hosts, Ed and Phoebe. Hi, this is Ed. And this is Phoebe. Today we're updating you on bacterial vaginosis, or BV. We have done more research on this important topic that seems to affect many women in the lifestyle. We'll be covering the following in this episode defining BV, who and how people get BV, BV as an STI, vaginal pH, and a list of 32 items to limit your chances of getting BV. We got our first patron through Patreon. Yes. Special shout out to John and Angel for their support of our podcast. It's Super exciting for us, and we're thinking of all the different things that we really should be doing for for uh, sponsorship and how that should work for us. So we're working out details, and more will be coming as the days progress. Exactly. Exactly. As we mentioned earlier, we will be defining BV, who and how people get it, um, BV as an STI, vaginal pH, and the, those those lists, those items of 32 items that can limit your chance of getting BV. So hang out to the end and um, or f- fast forward, but um, you're going to miss all the, the interesting stuff that's been updated in between. And trust me, I, I think I have done, oh my God, well over How many 20 hours, yeah. well over 20 hours of research just reading scientific journals credible sources not just women's health and men's health you know those types of f- fluff not that they're you know total fluff but 
really diving into the articles and getting the the meat and potatoes of it all. Yeah, the, these weren't cosmopolitan articles no. that you were using. These were no, 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 actual no. medical research. And we've been mm. researching and having discussions with some of our nurse friends. Absolutely. Who are actual medical professionals. And OBGYNs who we've met in the lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Right. So while we are not medical experts and we're going to do our best to kind of convey this highly medically dense content, um, we're going to present it in a way that's, you know, not so convoluted or I hope not. I hope not. It's very detailed. Put your detail hat on, get your pouch, pen, paper. (laughs) Yeah. And, And for, I mean, to kind of lead into this. We know a number of women who we have talked to over the last six months or a year who struggle. And I mean, the the level and depth of their suffering with BV mm-hmm. um, has con- they've considered getting out of the lifestyle as a direct result right. of it. So it, this is for, for a lot of women. This is really a big pain in the hoo-ha. <laughs> yes. All right, so what is BV? It's actually not classified as a sexually transmitted infection, or STI, according to Planned Parenthood. STIs are transmittable via skin-to-skin contact. According to the CDC, BV is caused by an imbalance of your natural microflora, especially in your gut, which I, I think also translates down into the vagina, and we'll get there to that point as well. According to the Mayo Clinic, there's a change of the bacteria found in your vagina upsetting that balance, which causes this imbalance is is unknown. They're still researching it. It affects 30% of women in childbearing years and occurs in women of any age. It affects women in perimenopause and menopause. That sweet range of like 45 to 58 which is your primer prime swinger age right the kids are out of the nest you've got some expendable income you know yeah and if you listen to most accounts most people start swinging maybe late 30s but like the big slice of the pie is people who are in their you know early to late 40s and older right, right. So this, this, you know, perimenopause and menopause, uh, uh, obviously you're, 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 there's a reduction of your hormones and your estrogen levels, and that can tend to kick off some of these imbalances in your vagina. BV is strongest after sex and menstruation due to the quick pH shift. This happens, uh, you know, can't well for me personally it happened on the cruise and at new year's and at one of our other friends party because one you're using somebody else's lube somebody else's condom with um spermicides uh you've got you're introducing latex with maybe you have latex sensitivity which throws stuff off did i already say you're using somebody else's lube yeah that's gonna throw that me off um you're in the hot tube too long right and you've Got swinger soup. People been in there all day long. Even though they change out the water at night, I mean, you got all day people in the hot tub all day long. And those hot tubs are packed on the yeah. cruise. Packed, packed, packed. We're actually just listening to Black and Kinky talking about 
um, their trip to desire and the, mm-hmm. the pool, the hot tub mm. at the end of the evening, just being human soup. Um, mm-hmm. So it, he it swore really he could see semen floating, floating on the around. top. Yeah. yeah. Gross. So hello. Yeah. Uh, 50 to 75% of women uh, do not have symptoms and 84 percent of women don't even recognize they have the symptoms it's a low grade occurrence so you can have it but not have the symptoms right there 20 to 30 percent of the women get it again in three months and 50 percent will get it again in a year it can be passed from female to female via sexual intercourse and female to female via man Monogamous relationships can break the cycle of sharing the bacteria between both partners by using condom for about three or four months. So, yeah. So if you like playing with your partner without condoms, because, you know, condoms are... We like to use condoms with our play partners, but I don't want to use them at home. Yeah. Now, I will say, when I was researching this, I I did find additional resources on the female-to-female via sexual intercourse. It's pretty difficult to actually pass that along. And it it cannot be passed by skin-to-skin contact. You really... It's... It's... What happens really is there's just an imbalance. You've introduced enough random things into your vagina to upset your pH. Okay. One, like I said earlier, it's it's a spermicide on a condom because you never use that with your spouse. Why? Because you don't need to use condoms. Two, you're using somebody else's lube, you know, at their house or in a playroom. Three, someone's got their fingers in five other women and now they stuff their fingers in you. Well, that's like a multitude of bacteria that's all been transferred down the line over to you. If you're in an orgy situation like we love, you've got oral. So you've got all the mouth bacteria. You've been drinking, which upsets your pH. Maybe you're dehydrated. You've been in the pool. You've been in the hot tub. You sat in your, like, it's all those things that you wouldn't normally be doing that's going to throw off your pH and your vagina is going to freak out. So there you go. It's super exciting. (laughs) According to the CDC, the cause of microbial alteration that precipitates BV is not fully understood. And whether BV results from the acquisition of a singly transmitted pathogen is unknown. So they just haven't, the research isn't there. Right. There's no motivation, right? Well, if you look at traditionally most of the research that's done, it's funded by men Mm -hmm. for men. Mm -hmm. And it's, they just don't think about women right and everything is you know what do we get out of it right so if they can get a drug or a pill out of it sure yeah they they'll they'll fund it but right it's just a topic they haven't really no one's really funded 
BV is associated with having multiple male sexual partners, female partners, sexual relationships with more than one person, a new sex partner, lack of condom use, douching, and people with herpes simplex virus 2 or genital herpes. Yeah, so, I mean, if you read through that laundry list of things, what you start to go, what you start to realize is uh, swinger behavior, swinger behavior, swinger behavior, <laughs> new sex partner. Yep. Swinger behavior. Yes. Uh, okay. So lack of condom use, maybe, maybe not douching. Eh. People with herpes. Well, potentially. Potentially. Uh, it, uh, more than 50% of the population yeah, has herpes. It's, it's, it's very, very prevalent. Yes. Very prevalent. And speaking of individuals who have HSV2 or herpes simplex virus 2, uh, that have positive antibodies are asymptomatic individuals, no symptoms. They can have virus shedding, meaning they are actively contagious. So here's the thing. You don't have to have symptoms and you mm -hmm. could be actually shedding or transmitting that virus to other people, which is why when we've done research on HSV, which we'll have another podcast on, right? Most people are actually walking around with HSV and just don't know that they have it. And exactly. unless you take a specific antibody test, you don't you, know. You don't know. Yeah, you, you really don't know. And there's a bunch of stigma around that. And we will we will definitely speak to that and, and, you know, what that means in the lifestyle. And what it means in this particular episode is... You're at a, you've added a contributing factor to bacteria imbalance and basically yes. gives you a BV flare up. So. Oh, so exciting. Yeah. What's important here is the majority of the population has herpes that, that doesn't know. We'd already stated that before. And, and, you know, I think Ed already spoke to the other two line items that I was just going to read to you. So there you go. I will edit that out. Okay. According to Planned Parenthood, having sex with a new partner or multiple partners may increase your risk of BV. We kind of touched on that earlier. And sex sometimes leads to BV if your partner's natural genetic chemistry changes the imbalance of or the balance of your vagina and causes bacteria to grow. This happened to me when I would change sexual partners, boyfriend to boyfriend, you know, you know, I left broke up with a boyfriend, right? Right. Then I got a new, new relationship. We decided to have sex without a condom and his semen would set off a subtle, now I was young, so my body could kind of rebound quickly. And maybe I had BV, but I didn't have the level of symptoms that, you know, you can get or most people get or some people get. But I would notice a, a difference, right? Right. In in odor, and I always knew that that his his the new semen would set off my body, and after a while, it would take my body to get used to it, and then I was fine. Well, and the other thing to think about too is, you know, this this is about genital chemistry. So any kind of chemical, or mm -hmm. whether that's a biological chemical, in other words. You know, his hormones or secretions or natural pH or whatever on his cock. Mm. But it could also be the soap that he uses or the perfume or if he's oh. using Axe body spray. Any kind of chemical that's being introduced into the vagina oh, right. will or, throw off I didn't even chemistry. think about that. The um, 
the dryer sheets on his underwear that's all over his junk. Antibacterial just... soap, residue. Hmm. Uh, I mean, there's so many things that we have introduced into our mm-hmm. our ecosystem, mm-hmm. our, our genital ecosystem, uh, <laughs> that can really fuck up the pH. This is why I've just gone perfume-free everything. Perfume-free soap, laundry, everything. Yeah. Everything. That okay. the clothes are washing, the towels are washing, the, the pH. I use the pH balance soap. Yeah. All of it. And, and that whole fresh forest scent that you put into your clothes <laughs> may actually be Ocean creating spray. a not-so-fresh forest scent in your in your crotch. <laughs> Can we so. call my squirting ocean spray now? Ooh, mm. I'm going to ocean spray you. Do you mind? Fresh mountain spring. <laughs> Ooh, mountain spring. I have a. Ma- I tend to mountain spring. Do you mind? <laughs> yeah, you know that's. I might. I might change it up. 100% organic. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, but according to other resources, this. BV cannot be passed via swimming pools or hot tubs, even if they have enough chemicals still left in them. Uh, however, depending on the length of time you're sitting in that damn hot tub, three hours at a time, f- over five to seven days on a cruise, then probably your likelihood is going to be a lot higher. Yeah, especially because, well, actually on the cruises, they don't chlorinate, but no. at a lot of other places, they do use chlorine still. True. Um, and so that chlorinated water being in regular contact, and you know you people are fingering each other oh, in the hot tub, yeah. so you're, you're kind of pushing. Or They're fucking. fucking in the pool. No, nobody does that. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. That, Shh. Doesn't, that doesn't actually happen. Oh. Um, but you're you're pushing that chlorinated water up inside, which is going to kill bacteria. That's what chlorine does. So it's uh, killing the good bacteria. Right. Like an antibiotic. Right. Uh, so, so, and it's irritating. It's irritating to the vagina. It's irritating to the skin around it. So it is important to shower and remove all that chlorinated water, pool clothing immediately when you get out of the water. You know, just just don't go in the water with, with pool clothes. Just and, and with another, costumes, as they say in Australia. Right. Just go in naked and then just rinse off with soap when you're done. Yeah. The other thing to, to think about, too, when you're when you are in a chlorinated pool and you are having sex or or fat, you know, digital penetration, that water isn't particularly lubricated. It, it's kind of rough. Right? Yes. It, that your natural lubrication washes off and the rough texture will also affect Mm-hmm. The walls of the vagina and the pH, et cetera. Yes. So that irritation is bad too, which is also why lube and good lube is really important when you have sex because that, that lubrication is kind of key. Protects. Yeah. It's like the difference of rubbing sandpaper on your lips versus chapstick or Carmex or, yeah. And for Hello. those people who argue that the silicone silicone-based lubes do work in the pools. That's true. That will help. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's still got chlorine. And so you, yeah. you're reducing one thing, but you're still introducing another But does thing. the silicone cover, like, protect? 
Mm, probably not. The skin and the surface, but probably not the bacteria because oh. that's different. Okay, y'all, all y'all, you, you test that out and you get back to us. Right. Some scientific studies are reporting Gardenella vaginalis may be the main bacteria of the four or five others that you have in your vagina that when out of balance will result in BV. Gardenella, Gardenella, Gardnerella. That's it. Ed got it. Alone does not cause BV. Additionally, BV associated bacteria can be identified on male genitalia. The treatment of male sex partners has not been beneficial in preventing the recurrence of BV. I'm not sure what treatment they were using, but what I found in the research was that really making sure that you're using a condom for, oh gosh, good three, three four weeks, weeks. Yeah. three, four weeks. Yeah. Because you, you, you can tend to pass it back and forth. A little bit of it will live up there in the urethra. So. Right. And it gives the time for the 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 gentleman's natural biology to kill off the extra bacteria, get back into pH balance, get back into equilibrium before it gets reintroduced. Exactly. All right. So, as Ed was talking about, pH balance, what the heck is it? It's important for a healthy vagina. Your vagina is an acidic environment, which is healthy and normal. The natural protection against the overabundance of an unhealthy bacteria and yeast, which can cause infection. So this nice acidic environment helps protect you. In fact, a very healthy pH vagina kind of smells like, um, like a little like blood, like a, pe- like a penny. For reference, the scale is 0 to 14. So if your pH is less than 7, it equals acidic. If it's more than seven, it's basic. Your vaginal pH, if you're in the age of 15 to 49, should be around 3.8 to 4.5. Your vaginal pH when you're menstruating should be around 7.4 because the blood changes your pH. It's important to change that pad and tampon frequently to reduce the contact of blood sitting in the vagina. So as you're aging and your body's changing and your hormones are changing and you're going through perimenopause and you don't know when you're having a period and when you're not, you know, sometimes you may want to leave that tampon in for a little longer because you don't know what the fuck's going to happen because your body's not doing its normal cycle anymore. Don't leave that tampon in too long. You may want to switch over to a pad because you are going to mess up your your pH by leaving that in there too long. Right. So I had to make some changes when my, my body was changing and my cycle was changing. Your vaginal pH after menopause is typically higher than 4.5. It's due to reduced estrogen. Your v- vaginal walls start to thin, which has less exfoliation. You have a little more dryness and those pH levels rise, which makes you a little more susceptible to infections and inflammation. So just that process of going into perimenopause and menopause kind of increases your risk. It it does. It really does. So 
how do you how do you tell how do you how do you test this Want an adventure that will give you memories for a lifetime? We've been on three bliss cruises and they were filled with daily sexy activities, great conversations, evening theme parties, and exciting memories. There's something for everyone, no matter where you are in your lifestyle journey. All are welcome. Book your cruise through our link and create your unforgettable experience, moments, and smiles. Visit swingeruniversity.com forward slash vacations and book your trip today. Amazon has the answer, of course, because yeah. there's everything on Amazon. So you, you can actually use pH strips. Um, for those of you who did take chemistry in high school, uh, they're small little paper strips. And with a, a swab, you can test the pH of a liquid. So it's pretty easy to, to test that. We'll have a link included for those pH testing strips. Uh, if you test yourself often, preferably after sex or after drinking or after your period, you kind of get an idea over time of how your body is changing and reacting to those different uh, things being introduced. Exactly. And and it matters because there's discomfort or odor. And honestly, it does increase the risk of other STIs. So, you know, you just want to be mindful of that. Right. That, that natural acidic nature of the vagina actually fights off infections and fights off yep. other bacteria. So it, it's kind of important to, to maintain that, that natural. Especially protection. for you barebackers out there. Yes. All right. How, how does your pH get out of whack? Diet, stress, swinger stress. You can have swinger stress. It's sometimes really stressful to go to these events especially when yeah. you're new or when you're not new and you're going to a new venue you know what the fuck to expect right it's a little stressful your oh. hormones are out of whack your gut health your period douching antibiotics unprotected sex with the semen all that stuff we talked and about and antihistamines or uh, allergy medicine will also throw off your your moisture levels in those mucous membranes that you have yep which will dry you out which will also cause a shift in pH. Yes, because moisture is your friend. Moisture is everyone's friend. <laughs> the act of having sex will also lower it because your body wants to get pregnant. So as uh -huh. you have sex, your hormones start to change, the endorphins start to rise, your body starts to lower the pH because... It wants the sperm to get through. Exactly. And... S that's the whole thing. So that yeah. whole survival of the fittest thing uh -huh. that everybody talks about, the strongest sperm is the one that you want to get through to the egg. So yeah. the pH balance shifts just enough so that it doesn't kill all the sperm, but the strong ones will still get through, but it is shifting it. Right. So, gosh, you know, when you think about it, like the pool, the condom, the other, the, 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 the lube, the, the stress, the, like all those unusual factors that you've got going on on a swinger cruise or a swinger ta hotel takeover. And then you're having lots of sex or maybe you have sex once. Like sometimes we find at a swinger takeover, which is so not right. It's enough factors lined up in a row, 10 factors almost where your body's like, I give up. I, I can't handle, I can't deal. 
Yeah, the vagina throws in the white flag at yep. about day five or yep. day three of a five-day cruise, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you're you're pretty much you're hosed. done, and you can't be done. Like, no, you have more fucking to do. Semen also lowers the pH, makes it more alkaline, and so okay, so how do I change it? This is like the million-dollar question: diet, probiotics medications, hormone replacement therapy, hydration, reduce your alcohol consumption. And I'm going to list some other things down below. And I've got some great links on probiotics. Alola makes one and also uh, Good Clean Love makes a, an insert, a vaginal insert, if you are actually having a BV flare-up. I've tried it. It works great. They also have a product that keeps your flora fauna in a healthy state. So, you know, say you, I don't know, did some extra drinking that weekend or had a little extra sex, use someone's lube by mistake. You're like, mm, I just need a little backup plan. I'm going to put in some you know, a little protective, a little extra moisture with some hydrolonic acid and the good clean love restore balance thing. Good. All yeah. good. It, yeah. I, I tell you, I've experimented on myself so much. You will love it. You will love it. And for those of uh, those of you who had heard about our Costa Rica takeover oh. in that last play session that we had, reduced alcohol consumption yes. actually has other biological <laughs> benefits, uh, including including reduction in lip swelling, yes. um, groin and testicle swelling <laughs> yes. uh, from from impact and, and high velocity. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, cutting down on the drinking is actually good for a whole bunch of reasons. Yes, and hopefully not get the the. Um, the label of spider monkey of the playroom by the entire resort. Yeah. Yeah. Vaginal microbiota. What the heck is that? Ed, please enlighten us. Well, <laughs> well, I'll put my lab coat on for this one. Perfect. Vaginal flora or vaginal microbiome are the microorganisms that colonize the vagina. So it's the, it's all of those good natural things that are keeping your body moving and fighting off infections. Yep. We have good bacteria in our body that helps our body to maintain our processes and keep things moving. Mm -hmm. Lactobacillus dominates and creates a protective environment. So everybody's seen the commercials about probiotics and, you know, you can get yogurt with it and all that kind of stuff. All of those things, whether you like it or not, we have bacteria that lives in our body that actually keeps us alive. It Even helps us it, to digest our food. It keeps our skin. The skin, yeah, it lives on our skin. Flat, you know, fresh. Yep. Um, it, it, it's good. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, I'm out of balance, I'm going to have some discharge or odor or itching. Um, you know you're out of balance because of all some of the, or all the things mostly that I listed earlier, perimenopause, menopause, birth control, uh, menstruation, any shifting of hormones, your sexual activity, smoking, diet, stress, and antibiotics. What are the things we can do at home 
or at an event and location to limit your chance of getting BV. Right. So this is the the 20 part list of things you just shouldn't do or should do. Yeah. And we're going to go through the at home list. Yeah. First. So, so first one, no douching. Like never douche. No, period. never. No. It's just a marketing. I don't even know why. Because it's, it's a money, money maker. On one time. Use perfume-free detergent and fabric softener. Number three, perfume and antibacterial body wash and soaps. No, no, no. Number four, nylon underwear and tight yoga pants can block air movement and increase bacterial growth. So every time I exercise, I get it out of those shorts right away. I don't right. sit in that. I, I, I get out. I put on something dry. Or I, I clean off the bacteria and I, I literally, my OBGYN told me to put a hairdryer, use the hairdryer every time after I go to the bathroom to dry that environment. And, and to be specific, to dry the vulva, the yes. outer labia yes. and the outer parts of the vagina. So ladies, don't shove the <laughs> hairdryer up your hoo-ha. That is not what we're What if it's a really nice shape? <laughs> leave it turned off and unplugged <laughs> but i don't recommend that and and by the way this goes for men too so we've been talking about bacteria being introduced into the vina, vagina your shorts will also increase your bacteria in your junk and if you're introducing that into her vagina then you're also throwing things off so let them breathe, gentlemen. Let them breathe. Yeah. So what do you do at Swinger Events? You, uh, there, I just learned you, you have a special strategy that I didn't even know about till like yesterday. It's, it's, it's really, uh, it's highly scientific. Uh-huh. And um, I, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this. Uh-huh. Um, it's great. There's a lot of side benefits to it as oh. well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't wear underwear. Wait, what? Say that again. I don't wear underwear. I just let them hang. Never, ever to an event. No, why? I, either I'm wearing a kilt and letting things just Ooh. be natural, uh huh, or I'm not wearing underwear. Because I've found even with cotton underwear, basically I'm pressing the cock up against the balls and mm. pushing all of that up against my body. I sweat. And right. Most ladies don't want to put that in their mouth. Right. Right. So. Right. You let the air Let go. the air circulate. There's no sweating. Right. That makes sense. It's kind of like under boob sweat, but it's cock and ball sweat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not wearing underwear right now. What? Mm. It's summertime. Mm-mm. mm Change your underwear or panty liner several times a day. Change out of your wet clothing quickly, especially if you're sweating or, you know, like the swimsuits. Uh, install, this is number seven, install a bidet on your toilet. You can get that on Amazon for like 50 bucks. It's an add-on. We got one. I freaking love that thing. I love that thing. Yeah. It's awesome. At first, it took me a little bit like, to get used to, but now love it and, and i'll say it's the one that we got isn't a heated one it's it's cold water but 
you kind of get used to that and it's actually mm-hmm. not so bad. It's kind of mm-hmm. refreshing. It's it's a little brisk at first, mm-hmm. but especially in winter. Uh-huh. But um it, it's it's not so bad. Now, if you've got hot water, like if your toilet's next to your sink, you can tap into the warm water. Yes. Um but even with that, like I'd be a little concerned about getting straight hot water from the tap and spraying it's, it up to your... Uh, <laughs> it's got to be mixed just right, I'm sure. Right. We we were going to try that, but the logistics of the bathroom wouldn't allow for that. So, yeah, there you go. Not till the remodel. But it is amazing for washing off after sex or, you know, or a quick workout. Say you can't jump in the shower right away because Ed's making me dinner and I all I have to do, you know, I've just done a workout. I just... Hop on the bidet, rinse off, and I'm good to go for a little while. <laughs> I already talked about the hairdryer. That was number eight. Uh, I already talked about nylon underwear and tight yoga pants. That was number nine. Ten. Don't use lube that's expired, dude. Like, mm-mm, read that label. It does go bad. Hey there, podcast listeners. You've been tuning into our episodes, but have you ever wondered about the steamy details of our adventures or maybe hungry for some sultry, erotic stories? Well, guess what? We've got something special just for you. Our exclusive Patreon page. It's like a VIP pass to the saucier side of our world. So if you're ready for an exclusive behind-the-mic experience, head over to our Patreon page now. Trust us, this is where the magic happens. See you there, patrons. The important lesson there is to use all the lube up, so have sex as often as you can. There you go. Make sure that you don't waste lube, because it's important to conserve. Yeah, don't waste that money. Have more sex. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Use a lube that dispenses without touching your fingertips. Right. So the, the, you know, the, the pump. pump bottle that you don't have to like get your fingers all in it. If you're dipping your fingers into a Ugh. bucket of stuff. Yeah, not good. Yeah, that's not good. So those people who really like coconut oil, uh-huh. there's another reason why you don't dip your fingers yeah. in the loo. So even our squirt bottle, the Good Clean Love or the Lola, the Lola I think has a pump. The Good Clean Love comes out of a little squirt bottle. Uh, you just squirt it down into your hand. You don't, like, wipe your hand across the top. Right. So just, you know, think about germs. Limit amount of sperm in your vagina, especially if you're, you know, you're at a swinger event and you want to fuck a bunch of people. Just tell your man, hey, you know, just maybe for the trip, just come outside me or come inside me twice this trip or something. You know, just be gentle. So Phoebe is actually advocating for... Pearl necklaces, yes, yes, facials, yes. swallowing. <laughs> it's an important exercise to reduce your chances of BV. Right. So you can continue to have sex with other people. Right. See, these are good strategies. Ah, right. So it. swallowing is biologically important. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's not only good for your skin. <laughs> It's good I do like China. rubbing it all over me, and especially on my breasts. It's very silky. I love watching you rub it all over. <sighs> Condoms only you and your partner have tested as a no-trigger con- condom. That's number 13. So use your own shit. Abs- 
that what? And to be specific, that's condoms that you know are safe for you, not yeah. the random in the playroom Chinese who mm. knows where they came from and what spermicide is on them kind of a condom. Colored or glowed right. or flavored. Yeah. Right. So s- stick with the good condoms that you you know where they came from the skins the lilos the oh yeah the lo- um, uh, yeah the, lilos. the magnums tr- mm-hmm. trojans also good as long as it's not a spermicidal condom right uh etc exactly abstain from sex if you have bv you and your partner will continue to pass it back and forth and you can and and it, i already said it can temporarily live in the urethra 15 boric acid suppositories they do seem to help with staying fresh i have used those 16 drink more water 17 use some probiotics i already talked about lola has one and then good clean love has an insert uh it's called biofresh it's like a homeo it's it's called biofresh homeo homeopathic vaginal suppository and the, the biofresh isn't F-R-E-S-H. It's P-H. Yes. Like, like fat. Exactly. Fresh. Very clever of their marketing. You can also try Loom deodorant. That's L-U-M-E. Um, it is aluminum and baking soda and paraben free. And it goes anywhere bacteria loves to live. So I love this as I, I'll rub it on my vulva and down around the, the backside uh when i know i'm gonna be at a party with i'm not i don't have any underwear on oh my god yes i don't wear underwear at parties doesn't wear underwear either. either sometimes if it's a dress that i don't want panty lines i just don't wear underwear or you um, really want those sparkles to show through when you wear the, the yes panties. yes but yes but but i don't want to be you know i'm what if i'm going from the dance floor to the playroom i don't have time to like really go wash up all the way back to the hotel room or the bathroom so i want to be fresh and clean and i don't want to be sweaty and i want bacteria down there so loom deodorant you can rub on down there and it keeps you totally fresh it doesn't taste like anything it doesn't change the ph it's amazing and you're describing rubbing it onto your vulva but you're talking about the kind of the outer parts yes kind of not yeah. even on the, the, the lips, per se, but maybe, like, on the sides? I just no, want to understand whole, where I'm rubbing. No. Oh. Where do I need to the, rub? Uh, yes. So I rub it on the sides, and I rub it on the outer labia. Okay. And then down below, in between, what do you call that? The perineum? The taint. That's for you. I think mine's <laughs> called the perineum. It's all the perineum. But the, it, it, <laughs> and then, it taints your pussy, and it taints your... And then but, back around the asshole, like, because what gets back there, too? And who wants to be smelly back there? She fingers her pucker. I don't. And nobody else better, because I don't like that. <laughs> you just prefer to cock. <laughs> yes. To stick. Don't Quit stick a tongue. Quit teasing me with a finger and a tongue. Just no, give me that. Yes. No tongue. No no finger. That's just weird. It teases me. I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. Just give me the Just give me the Go cock. Go bigger. Exactly. Exactly. There's, That's it. There you go. There's I Phoebe. love it. I'm not kidding. I do. She's not. I know. She's, I'm saying that for them. She's dead serious. I am dead serious. Okay. Number 20, hormone changes. The estrogen. Bum, so bum. I said before, birth control, 
you're getting older, there's a little more dryness, estrogen is a lubricator. So as you get older and you age and you know, la la la, your estrogen is, you know, you stop stopping, yeah. right? Basically. So it's, it's going to affect lubrication. And so I would consider hormone replacement therapy. I've done, oh my God, so much research on this, you guys. I can't wait to tell you about this topic. I have interviewed eight or nine doctors. I'm switching to another doctor because I tried one doctor. I'm firing him. Now I'm on to another doctor and I'm reading this really good book. So like tune in because I can't wait. It's a thing. It's legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and to, well, to be clear too, hormone replacement therapy is, is not your mother's hormone replacement therapy. No. It, there have been so many advances with, with science. Right. We love science. Yes. And I am, and specifically bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. Right. Not, probably not the standard hormone replacement therapy from your OBGYN because they are first and foremost a surgeon and they really don't have time to dedicate the amount of research to proper hormone replacement therapy, more of which I will go into in another episode. Number 21. Ed already spoke about it. Regular use of allergy or medicines that have a drying effect on your mucous membranes. The vagina's best defense, internal moisture and pH balance. There you go. All right. We got through those 21. Swinging so, location. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, what do you do when you're at yeah. an event? So talk about what the 12 things you can do while you're swinging at a location. And then once we get through the 12, we are wrapping this my new personal favorite, oh. reduce your alcohol consumption. <laughs> please, please reduce your alcohol consumption. <laughs> Say, save Ed. It's the civil we'll, we'll GoFundMe. Save the Ed fund. Save the Ed fund. <laughs> Changes your blood pH and it will also dehydrate you, which yeah. is pretty key uh, to keeping your, your body functioning normally. Mm -hmm. Dehydration is bad. Number two. Condoms. Use latex-free condoms. Yep. Um, we've switched and, yes. and used pretty much latex-free condoms for two reasons. One, I don't have to carry two types of condoms uh -huh. in case I encounter a lady who is latex-sensitive. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to look for the right thing in the bag. I just grab a condom. Right. It's always latex-free. And they don't taste bad. So we've had a couple soft swap situations where... They don't want to have oral without a condom, and the latex-free taste great. They don't have the rubber taste. Yeah, less of that Goodyear taste. Yes. Condoms without spermicide. So please, no matter what, you probably shouldn't be using spermicidal condoms anyway. Um, they're they're really not good for use uh, on a regular basis, especially in the lifestyle. Number four condoms over your fingers before finger play. So we've talked about doing this. We haven't actually implemented this plan. Um, we have condoms specifically for this. We did a few times about five, six years ago right. when I was having some issues, but then I found some other techniques that worked. But if you are having issues, mm -hmm. condoms over your fingers can help. 
it, oh, and ladies, this is kind of cool because here's the other technique I use. So if I'm in an orgy situation and I see a guy just fingering another woman and he wants to come over and we're kissing and making out and his hand starts to move down there, I said, I'm happy if you finger me, but I just ask, you know, could you just please wash up at the sink? before and he's happy to go over there and do it um i just found that's easier to say rather than put on a condom um it just helps reduce some of the bacteria transfer from person to person yeah uh you can restrict your oral play especially in in oral situations that's also another reason why mouthwash is kind of handy to have in a playroom so if you're going to set up a party having mouthwash in the bathrooms helps to kind of clean out some of those bacteria that are in your mouth and use water-based lube. So oil-based lubes, not so good. Um, Glycerin-based lubes. So those are water-based, but they got a lot of sugar in them. A lot of sugar. And that's that. really bad for yeah. growing bacteria. Bacteria love sugar. Oh, hell yeah. And and all the bacteria, including the bad bacteria, like it. So it's not yeah. good. It'll throw everything off. Number seven. No coconut oil. So those of you who believe that coconut oil is good, it is it's not. It's not. Don't put it in your hoo-ha. We have a lube episode. We really recommend that you go back and listen to that because we talk about coconut oil and the evils of coconut oil. Limit your hot tub time at parties. So Mm -hmm. chemicals are an irritant, throws your chemical balance off, and... Filters might not be clean. Yeah, the filters and the water are probably not clean. Limit your pool time in very dense people to water ratio. So swinger soup. swinger soup. Yep. Yep, that bacteria is swimming around, and guess what? It's going up inside you. Limit your time in wet clothing. So change out of your wet clothes. Dry yourself off. Get the chlorine off of your body. That's uh, your gym clothes and your swimsuits. Use Hybaclin soap when washing hands before play. Now, there's some pros and cons with this. Hybaclin is a very bacterially caustic substance it kills bacteria they use it for you know cleansing wounds in the operating room before you go in yeah but here's the problem it has a residue and a lifespan to it so Uh even if you rinse it off it doesn't all come off Mm -hmm. so it's really really strong they don't want bacteria getting into a wound during surgery. Right, it's right. It's really bad. So if you've washed your hands when Hibiclens and then you've inserted your hands into a woman, you are potentially... Killing all the good bacteria. Killing her good bacteria. So, yeah. you know, just... So oh, careful. Yeah, Hibiclens is kind of maybe a little bit like a flamethrower to kill a gnat. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, a good soap and the birthday song is probably yeah. sufficient. Yeah, yeah, I like that, yeah. Uh, carry, and the last one, carry pH-balanced wipes to clean up after play. So Lola makes some and Good Clean Love does, and that what that does is it cleans the vulva, it gets the bacteria away, so when you do put your panties on to leave the playroom, <laughs> you're not smashing all of that outer juicy stuff back into the juicy middle. Assuming you came with panties, yeah. That's true. And I always reference Lola and Good Clean Love because I've tried their products extensively. I haven't tried anybody else's probably because there really aren't that many on the market that are that friendly, women friendly. And I like these companies because I know 
good clean love is is a woman-owned company we don't get any kickbacks or anything for it i just i just love the product and i and i love everything about them and they've worked so well for me i just i'm excited to share it yeah and and i would say your your standard baby wipes may or may not work i tried those for a while there's a lot of scents in them mm -hmm. um they're not ph balanced they're they're not ph balanced and, and they're not Tip, they're typically designed to wipe poop off of babies' butts, so it's not the same kind of thing. Yeah, um, it, it's you know what your parts are a little bit more delicate. Spend for the extra stuff. Yeah, get out of the baby section, get into the adult <laughs> section, and have uh, a, a little bit better luck with your vaginal health. So we're gonna post a bunch of this, the the list online and. The the plethora of links that we have for your own research, oodles, oodles and snoodles of it, and the, you can you can dive in depth on that, you know, on this topic on your own if you'd like. But in closing, it comes down to being aware and modifying your self care. If you struggle with bacteria vaginosis and getting rid of it. Just know you can still engage in the lifestyle and have a good time. It just may take a little strategy and implementation of a few key changes. The Swinger University needs your help. If you like our podcast, let the world know, or at least tell a fellow swinger or two. Not only will you be helping us, you'll be helping your fellow swing lifestylers. Please rate and review us on Apple, Google, and Amazon podcasts. You can share your favorite episodes on social media. We're at TikTok, at Swinger University, Twitter, and Instagram, at SwingUPodcast. Email us at SwingerUniversity at gmail.com and visit our website at SwingerUniversity.com where you can find more information as well as visit our affiliates page to get a free 30-day membership at Cassidy.com. Thank you for listening to Swinger University, your horizontal enrichment podcast. Hey, have you heard? SDC is more than just a dating site. They have expert contributors and educators like us and from all around the world to guide you in everything from how to talk to your partner about swinging and the different kinds of open relationships. You can also find out what you need to know before opening up your relationship, common swinger conflicts, and how to resolve them. Have you ever wanted to know what a swingers club is like? How to meet other swingers? Find a unicorn? Be a hot wife? Well, you can find all that information as well and much, much more. Check out SDC by clicking the link in the show notes and get your free seven-day membership.